be perfectly fine. Fine. Okay, fine. 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 You're listening to Everything is Fine in Southwest Washington, where we recognize that everything is not at all fine, discuss what we can do about it, and empower you to connect with your community. Madam Chair, I wish to move to approve the proposed settlement agreement in the matter of Pioneer Industrial versus Clark County, Clark County Superior Court, cause number 20-2-01634-06. I'll second. It's been moved and seconded. Um, is there further discussion? Hearing none, all in favor, please say aye. Aye. Any opposed? Not opposed. Uh, the motion passes. Thank you very much. We are going to adjourn our council time on that day. Thank you very much. Okay, one of the one of the things that concerns me, um, and that I think the uh, the review commissions should look at is uh, campaigns. Um, one of the things I see a problem on the council is that the council deals a lot with land use issues. Well, the people who depend on decisions for land use are um, developers, realtors, those types of people. And it concerns me very much that those um, special interests fund campaigns. It concerns me very much that somebody uh, who may have lawsuits with the county funds campaigns. I think it needs to be nonpartisan, but when we look at the possibility or what may appear to be um, uh, possibly corrupt motives has nothing to do with a with your party it has nothing to do whether you're a democrat an independent or a republican it has to do with money um, and where that money come for comes from matters this is the continuing saga of the concrete batch plant but it is so much more we didn't know it was a saga when we last sat down to record and this is what jan kelly like told us she's just like it gets like she's like it gets complicated i'm like yeah whatever it gets fucking complicated it's crazy every thing that we've unearthed unearths yet another thing and it's all ugly and horrible and hideous and um it's i would say that this is like like we're gonna talk about the concrete batch plant obviously but it's really just like a vehicle for understanding how our local government works and all of the things that influence our government campaign finance all that i mean it's got it's got fucking everything in this story and like, I feel like if we understand, if we can understand what happened then, and this is still an ongoing thing, so it's happening now, but, but then we can understand really like how to move forward, what's happening with the county generally, the fucked up dark forces that we need to fucking 
<laughs> kick the fuck out of our government. It's insane. It's insane. And that's the other thing too. Like I keep thinking like, is this even going to like, is anyone even going to be moved by this? Because when we've been studying all this stuff, we're just like, you know, this is crazy. This is crazy. This is fucked up. Oh my God, this, right. this and that. And like, but people are generally just like, we already know that money runs politics, runs governments, like everybody knows it. And I feel like they're just like, maybe people are complacent and they're just like, everyone knows not it. surprised by anything. I everyone, guess is everyone what. knows it in concept. I've known it in concept for years, but that's different than hearing about how all this stuff is actually like specific advan- examples of local corruption that led to a concrete batch plant being almost set up on my, you know, back, you know, back stoop. <laughs> Effectively, if that makes any sense, like it's, it's a real, um, pardon me, concrete way of, of, (laughs) (laughs) of laying it out. And cause uh, I don't know. Am I making sense? You, I mean, yeah. I mean, just generally, like if people feel something viscerally and feel immediately threatened by something, that's one thing, but there's this vague awareness. There's this vague awareness of yes, money is bad. It influences politics It influences, but I don't think people really understand the the scope of the problem. <laughs> like I didn't. I, how two it years, seriously fucking runs everything. Right, three for the years, most three part, years like, ago, and we'll get into what I was doing three years ago. But I didn't understand the scope of the problem. I knew about it. Like I knew about it in theory, in concept. I did not understand like how incredibly fucked it is, and how influential and it how is. influential it is, and how like <sighs> we'll get into like fucking buying legislation <laughs> yeah. I, know, I feel like we're just like we're circling around the like we're people are like what what are you guys even talking about so yeah, no. yeah we've got we've got local corruption buying legislation a railroad baron figure who's just fucking everything up who's not even part of clark county but wants to like oh, yeah i mean it's just really involved yeah it's everything that you hate about America and why people, I think, give up. Yes, you said before that this was an American story. It's a very Uh, American story. It's a very American story. And that's... If you haven't listened to the (laughs) the first episode on this subject, which is an interview with Jan Kelly of Friends of Central Vancouver, probably you should go back to that. That was the last episode that we did. Listen to that because that's just going to lay the groundwork so you can understand what the hell went on and and all that and then we're we're kind of continuing this story about like so that one was like what what's going on what happened right. and then this one's like wait how the fuck did this happen yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> it's and all about how the, this happened then we walked over the edge and fell like yeah. just kept we're still falling this is <laughs> This is an insane, an insane story. Um, but yeah, that's that. That was a really good interview. I've you know gone back and listened to it for my own benefit several times, and yeah, highly recommended. Just for for grounding, if nothing else. Um, yeah. Okay. So and then and also for uh, for ourselves, so we don't have to like recap the thing for you, dear listener. Yeah, just go <laughs> get your foundational information and then we can um we can go from there 
because we have a lot to talk about. We're going to start with the application. Oh, boy. So if people remember from the last episode, Pioneer Industrial, um, the owner of the site that presumably was looking to be sold or leased to Knife River, um, they applied for the zone change. Now, we've been told that it's somehow speculation um, to say that Pioneer Industrial was going to sell or lease to Knife River, but... Um, we have an official Clark County land use review document here that names the project as the Knife River Concrete Batch Plant in the location as 7511 Northeast 101st Street, um, which is owned by Pioneer Industrial. So put two and two together. That's that's really not speculation here. So what you're saying is like before this, they, before they sold it, they were already prepping this this project. Yeah. What I think probably happened here is like... Basically, Knife River was like, hey, we'll buy this from you if you can get the zone change. Right. And so Pioneer Industrial goes about the process of of getting the zone change because Knife River doesn't want to buy it if they're not going to get if it's not going to be real industrial because that's the that's what they, they the have this industry they want to do there. purpose in mind. Yeah, exactly. OK. Um. So. Once again, if you guys remember, they were looking for it to be changed from light industrial to rail industrial so that they have heavier industrial, so that heavier industrial activity could happen there, which could utilize the Chalachi Prairie Railroad. So um, I think Jan touched on the railroad, but just for people who don't know, uh, or some people may recognize this railroad as the one that does the yearly Christmas rides, and everyone we've talked to in news reports say that this railroad is in poor shape and is rarely used otherwise. Um, it goes along a 33-mile stretch to Yakult and Amboy, um, notably up to the rock quarries in the area. Um, and just to make it very clear what this rail industrial zoning means is that it would allow certain additional uses that are not permitted in industrial light industrial zoning. A lot of lovely stuff here. Oil and gas extraction, mining, support activities for mining, uh, leather and allied product manufacturing, wood product manufacturing, paper, petroleum, coal products manufacturing, chemical manufacturing, <laughs> primary oh metal manufacturing. So all this stuff like... That you don't want to live near. Right, yeah, right smack dab by multiple areas of housing, I suppose, would be a way, way to put that. Like, my neighborhood is less than less than half a mile away. No, not less than half a mile away. Excuse me, less than point, point Wasn't five. it point four? It Wasn't was, it point four? It was four? like point four miles. Yeah, because I, I remember I looked up yours. Yours was point four, then mine was four, actually, right. like four full miles. Um, so yeah, just once again, this is important to note because even if Knife River doesn't go there, it's still rail industrial. The right. county claims they can't, they can't like go, you can't go back on zoning apparently. I don't know what the deal what is with the that. Fuck that. So we would have to potentially fight back any other like companies that wanted to walk in and say, Hey, let's put something awful here. Yeah. And we should note, we'll get more into that later, but like the county for a long time as well as the rail operator, which we'll get to as well. Like they want to, they are working to improve the, the railroad so that they can do industrial activity there. 
they are doing that. They're in the process of doing that still. Um, and so we will like, this is an ongoing thing. It's, um, I mean, I don't know, maybe they could do light industrial there and it wouldn't be as bad, but it still it seems really frightening to me because once again, there are residences that are nearby a lot of this rail line. Um, and as we just noted, like all of that rail industrial a- zoning activity, that's like some scary shit. So um, th- yeah, that's just important to note. So Moving into the process here. So this process, how it goes down is that Pioneer Industrial applies, county staff reviews the application, then staff makes a report and a recommendation to the land use hearing examiner, who is a person named Joe Turner. In this case, the staff recommended to the hearing examiner that this application be denied. And their staff report was summarized, which noted that the heavy industrial uses that would be allowed in the rail industrial zone were not compatible with residential zoning. Well, gee. (laughs) Additionally, noting that the proposed rezone is a, quote, spot zone, which means it would be an island surrounded by light industrial zoning and that it's it's, uh, county policy to not allow spot zoning in the middle of another zoning district. And yet somehow here we are. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the staff. And then they like they're like, hey, this is what we think to the hearing examiner. Um, and then what the hearing examiner does is like, do I agree with staff? Um, you know, they, they take their recommendation into consideration or whatever. So, um, the hearing examiner did not agree with all of staff's arguments, but ultimately denied the zone change because the applicant pioneer industrial failed to demonstrate that the proposed zone change to rail industrial better implemented applicable comprehensive plan policies than the current light industrial designation. So I'll try to explain what that means in like normal people terms. Cause (laughs) (laughs) when I first read that, I was like, okay, let's break that down. So what I understand this to mean is that they didn't prove that this zone change would create a special opportunity to use that rail line, which the County owns. So it could potentially have a positive economic impact, which is, that's the whole, that's the centerpiece of this whole fucking thing. Oh, that oh, we're going to bring jobs, the economy. Oh, Think God. of the jobs. We just got to throw a few people under we the bus and we'll have some jobs. Neighborhoods under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> we just got to throw a few neighborhoods under the train. Yeah. We're going to run fucking Yeah, so bullshit. that's that's why the county for a long time has been because they're like we own this railroad. It could be an economic or this rail line, it could be an economic boon to us. Um you know, therefore, they wanted to move forward with with putting some shit on the rail and moving it and bringing businesses in. And yeah, so um, problem is they also allowed a bunch of neighborhoods to be there. So this is like shitty planning. Like this is so. Anyways, OK, sorry. <laughs> No, no, it is <laughs> shitty planning. Yeah, it's like okay, do like do one or the other, like. Um, so. And once you do one, don't do the other. Exactly, exactly. Like, the like, neighborhoods are there. The people are established there. They're like, hell, no that that house I'm living in right now that I'm you know I'm living under the same roof as uh, you know a roommate who's also like the son of the landlord. Like he, that's the house he grew up in. This is not new. Like, this is not, like, these are, 
most of our neighborhood is old folks who've probably been like he that my friend remembers from his childhood. Like they've been there for for ages. Exactly. So so for them to be doing this now, yeah, it's just it's just it's just. I mean, I, fuck, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I th- I think they should. They. They're not doing it, but I think they should rip up the fucking rail and just be done with it because they, sorry, you guys, you, you did this wrong. Yeah. I don't know. And the, the other thing too, it's like, I, I'm not familiar with like, you know, how many, it's a 33 mile stretch. Maybe there are some parts where, uh, it would be appropriate, but like, it doesn't matter because it's it the 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 trains are going to go along the whole line obviously and the stuff yeah. that you know what i mean there's no way out of it there's people uh there's there's residences nearby so um okay so getting back to okay yeah so they want the positive it could potentially have a positive economic impact that would be consistent with the goals of a particular piece of their comprehensive plan because the county owns the rail but what the hearings examiner concluded is that they didn't it didn't create any special opportunity because that rail line cause could easily be utilized for many different light industrial uses. It, it doesn't have, have to, to be, be exactly right, carrying rock for a concrete batch plant. They could do the light industrial and still have the railroad. Yes. And have your economic activity, have your residences. I mean, Maybe there are a couple light industrial things that I would find sketchy myself, but I, you know, I'm not clear on that, but like you can have your cake and eat it too, is basically what the hearings examiner was saying. Yeah. Like you, like you have not shown that. Which makes sense. Cause it was, it, you know, it was light industrial anyway. You didn't have to put in this weird spot, this weird spot. Of yeah. The single spot. The single. Why did they put in this single spot? Oh, Okay. Well, we'll get because, to that, I'm sure. Because, you know, it's all about, it's all about jobs and it's all about. Oh yeah. Like if I'm choking to death, at least I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll do so employed. <laughs> I'll be a gainful member of society. I won't, you know, I'll be, oh yes, thank God. I'm oh. not, I'm not making enough to live on and I'm choking to death, but I'm employed. No, dude. It's like we have to like I'm sorry. We have to have clean water and air and like a livable climate. And that part, I'm sorry. It comes before jobs. I will die. Stop happy with the jobs. That I get to make someone else rich. Stop with the fucking jobs. And who like yeah. And are they good jobs? No. No. <laughs> no. Are they fucking good jobs? Like, especially like these industrial jobs, like what like are the people working there and like do they have to wear ppe like if you're fucking transporting silica dust and shit yeah i mean that's a whole nother fucking question but of course that's never that's the argument that's always made it's like oh we got we needed jobs on this side of the river come on we don't we don't want people to go to portland we need jobs on this side of the river it's like "Mm, okay well they're gonna go to portland anyways if they can't if they can't pay their fucking bills with the job that you're providing, if there's if, if it's not a good job with a livable wage, yeah, what is the point? But they they'll never they'll never address that. They'll never stipulate that. They'll never require that. It's just bring people in. It's good for the or bring businesses in. It's good for the economy. Fuck the yeah. Fuck but all the need, other implications. Need, you know, maybe we should just get more people who actually more actual workers in the government and, and to run things that's not like 
people who actually do jobs and know what it is to have to pay to stay alive rather than like these old people who grew up like back in a time where it was a little bit different. Um, yeah, there's definitely something to be said for that. The <laughs> the demographics of the people that are in, in charge for the most part and the ideology that they've been living under that has brought us the right. shithole. Right. Or these like just not this shithole country. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> I don't want the uber capitalists like who just are not affected by any of the decisions they make. I want, I want somebody who is like not going to be able to afford a home. <laughs> right. Right. That knows <laughs> what that feels to, like, like live yeah. paycheck to paycheck or has been there recently. I think the current living wage for Clark County was calculated at something like $21 an hour now, almost not quite twenty ninety something. Um, people aren't being paid that no yeah and then and that's the thing it's it's like this whole argument i mean yeah all the local conservatives they're i know i know and there's no like there's no requirement for that and we're just like letting these businesses come in who are corporate exploiters and then on top of it they're they're polluters yeah I mean, if they don't give a shit about the effects that their, like, project is going to have on the surrounding area, like, you can't, they, they don't give a shit about their workers. I, I can't believe they would. Right. I mean, we've already heard a lot about the, you know, the railroad industry and the, the strike breaking and shit. So I'm sure that all, like, relates to uh, what's going on locally, too. So the other thing I wanted to note is that, like, when we've first started looking into this I was like oh you know like I wasn't familiar with like how everything happens what goes on and I was almost like well did they like was this just a piece of paper that somebody signed and it was just overlooked and it's like no as we've just gone over like there's a process staff reviewed this whole thing there's all these documents they make recommendations the hearings examiner there's a there's a hearing while the parties uh, you know litigate the whole thing um so this wasn't like a willy-nilly situation. There was a process, um, an extensive pro- process, um, and it was noted by the staff that this was in this zoning was inappropriate for that residential area. Um, so that's just important to note. This wasn't an accident. Right. They knew, um, you know, Joe Turner knew the hearing examiner. And he denied it. The other question, too, is like, I don't know if you've seen anything, Philip, but I can't I haven't found the documentation that we were told by Jan Kelly and I've heard from multiple people. And I think in um, a Clark County Today article, at least that this zone change was um, it was denied twice. Yeah, I can't find evidence for that. I can't find I only find the the denial and then the reversal. Oh, so okay. I, I mean that, that detail doesn't matter too much. I mean, I guess it would make it more egregious that if it was twice and then they turned around and reversed it. Like, right. um, but we're, beho- you know, beholden to what we can find out and that, you know, exactly. It's yeah. Not like reflective of, of that particular scenario. Yeah. I just haven't seen like a second order. Um, but we do know that, uh, 
one or the uh, zone change request was signed, and uh, that was on August 6, 2020. Um, okay. <laughs> so if anybody would like to come with like receipts for that particular I know yeah fact. help us out dude okay yeah so Pioneer Industrial appeals this decision pursuant to the Land Use Petition Act right because Pioneer Industrial has some kind of a sweet deal that it needs to get through yeah yeah obviously um, so they appealed um, and they then entered into a settlement agreement with Clark County that went ahead and allowed the zone change to rail industrial. So there were some extra conditions in the terms of the settlement that would limit their uses of the site. But apparently operating a concrete batch plant near all those homes with silica <laughs> dust that could expose everyone within a five mile radius and operating at will meaning whenever the hell they want with devastating levels of noise right. and sound pollution and or light pollution, excuse me. Like we've, we've been told like 24 hours operation. So a key important point of this settlement that I believe was missed by the local me media reports later was that the case would be remanded back to the hearings examiner and that, and this is a quote from, from it, the county will recommend approval of the requested rezone from light industrial to rail industrial. The county will recommend approval. So this was a, a, a term of the settlement agreement that the county would rep recommend approval to the hearings examiner for the requested rezone. And this is important because the local news reports were like, the hearings examiner, he's in charge. Sorry, there's <laughs> nothing we can do. Nothing we can do. The hearings examiner is in charge of it. But the county signed the settlement. They put this process, or they, they, they allowed this to happen. The hearings examiner had already denied it. They're, they're using their power. I, it doesn't sound like, um, it did seem like maybe the hearings examiner did have like the power to um, reject it again anyways. Yeah. But obviously the pressure from them worked the pressure from their recommendation worked right, right. so um what so yeah the fuck? so the settlement was signed and we've reviewed the settlement we've seen the signatures by eileen quiring temple lentz julie olson karen bowerman gary medvigy and kathleen otto the county manager manager um as heard in the intro which we're going to put in uh, Karen Bowerman was the one who introduced the motion to sign the settlement with a s quick second by Gary Medvicki, and they all said aye. So they... Just rubber stamped it. Yes. Motherfuckers. <laughs> and now we need to find out or to discuss why this happened. <laughs> so then two months later in March, what do you know? The hearings examiner Joe Turner decides that actually, yes, the rail industrial the rail industrial zoning will better implement applicable comprehensive plan policies than the line industrial zoning. So literally the same grounds that he initially denied the request on, he now uses to approve the zone change. Wait, what? Wait, what? What? Go back <laughs> because literally the same grounds he denied on he's yep. using to approve. Did I hear that yes. correctly? He said, what no, the these will not implement those policies like our economic goals or whatever, because you can 
do business on that rail with light industrial. You don't need to have the rail industrial. So that was his initial determination. He said, yeah. yeah. But now he's like, you know what? Actually, this will help us with our comprehensive plan policies to bring economic activity to whatever. Yeah. And so this is where we're getting into. That's why I wanted to like make it clear because the local media obfuscated this important point, whether intentionally or they just didn't do their due diligence. So the point being that the county council themselves were responsible for this or had their hand in the zone change. Yes, the hearings examiner approved it ultimately, but they signed the settlement. They signed the settlement and in the settlement they recommended the zone change. So that was a, like a term of the settlement. So it's just like, it's, it's crazy. That's the, that's, that was like hard to figure out. Um, because the, the reports like say otherwise. So, um, yeah, Clark County today and the Columbian both went with a story that this was all up to the hearings examiner and the county council had nothing to do with it, but it's completely untrue. According to a January 18th, 2023 Columbian article, Quote, that 2021 settlement and approval by the hearings examiner leaves the county council without a say. Without a say. Without a say. <laughs> in the outcome oh. of Knife River's applications, application once it's submitted. So this is a really slick way of intentionally omitting that the county council themselves did have a say. And like I just said. Signed off In the hearing. It. Signed off on it. Knew exactly what they were doing. They'd been. Yeah. Everything we already cited here. So, uh, yeah, so they, the settlement is what opened the door for this kind of activity. Knife River never would have made plans for the concrete batch plant had they not gotten the zone change. I don't know if I'm just being redundant now, but I'm just like trying it's, to it's be worth hammering home. Yes. Um, so acting like their hands were tied this whole time is completely dishonest. And this seems intentionally crafted to obscure that fact. Christine Cook, the county attorney, who was also quoted in the same peach peace peach <laughs> we're gonna leave that one quote uh <laughs> that's funny if a conditional use permit is applied for that would be heard by the hearings examiner and not the council she said again we've just demonstrated demonstrated that the council can order or recommend the hearings examiner to do something and he'll do it um, so apparently no pushback or follow up from the Colombian on that one to make sure that the person literally whose job it is to protect the county from lawsuits <laughs> wasn't framing <laughs> things in a way that would obscure the fault of the county counselors. <laughs> Anyways, uh, there's one more. So another okay. interesting oh, article full of errors comes from a Clark County Today article from February 24th, 2023. First, it says Knife River was granted a special zoning exemption um, when it was actually Pioneer Industrial. Knife River's not on those documents. Right. Um, so they got that part wrong. Um, in this article, it is repeated again that the hearings examiner initially denied the zone change twice. Once again, we haven't been able to confirm this. It could be true. Um, but the hilarious part is this quote to me. So, quote, after a settlement agreement in the court, the decision was sent back to Turner, who at that point made the decision to overturn his previous ruling and approve the rezone request. It's unclear what prompted <laughs> Turner to acquiesce Pioneer Industrial's request at that time. 
literally the next sentence i'm like it did like an ai bot write this like did you guys not review they literally reference the settlement they they don't mention like oh literally a term of the settlement is that the they are recommending a zone the zone change um but still like you're like you acknowledge a settlement existed, and then you're like, it's unclear why he completely reversed his decision. We have no idea. Ah. We have no, like, we have no fucking clue. It's, it's like, it's seriously like <laughs> mind-boggling, and that's why like this research has been so fucking hard. I think like, I think Jan Kelly told me that too because initially when we were preparing for that interview, I was just looking at articles, and so I, I think I had messaged her and said something like. Um, you know, Knife River applied for the d- zone change, and she was like, "No, it was Pioneer Industrial." Da da da. Like, make yep. sure you fucking read the documents, dude. And I was like, well, I, thought I, "I thought I did all my research," and it's like it's because I'm fucking re- trusting what fucking the Colombian and Clark was- County today have to say about things. Like, yeah, now I know. Thank you, Jan. I will read the actual documents because you just can't. Yeah. I remember being confused about it too, because I, I was like, "Who the fuck is Pioneer Industrial?" I we've been talking about Knife River this whole time. Who is who's this other company? Yeah, and that's weird too. And I don't know. I will have all the details on that. But what I've heard is that like this is a it's a, it's a way when they do things this way, it's kind of like a way to split up liability if anything fucked up happens. Oh. It's like, oh, but Pioneer Industrial applied for the zone change, but Knife River. They just came in and the zone was changed and oh, they were just doing God. what they were supposed to do. Mother, and then, weasley little motherfuckers. Yeah. Weasley. So like I think that's like a standard Ugh. like kind of practice like legally wise whatever. So it wouldn't surprise me but also that just kind of makes my skin crawl. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it sucks because yeah, regular people who has time to fucking figure this shit out, you know, it's like it's like intentionally yeah, it makes confusing. It, it makes, yes, because it makes it harder like cuz yeah. you're looking at knife river and then you're not even looking at pioneer industrial and then who are these it's just, uh. yeah so okay so hopefully like that wasn't too boring for people i found it all that fascinating I, i've been trying to like just throw in f-words to keep people interested <laughs> <laughs> like nice. wake them up a little bit yeah yeah <laughs> give the people what they want which is me cussing up a storm and making no sense to like alleviate the pain of the boring yeah, facts yeah the pain this, of this, the boringness and of the yeah, failures the, the of super important stuff social. who wants to listen to that <laughs> yeah. now that we've gotten through the basic timeline the basic breakdown we have to understand the context of what's going on and this is where it gets juicy and people should wake wake up wake the fuck up people so this will help understand why this complete reversal happened um, so a lot of people, when they talk about the zone change and settlement, seem to chalk it up to like, well, on appeal, the county just decided to roll over and not fight. But that doesn't make sense to me. Why, why would they do that? The county has fought before. The county even files their own lawsuits. They even sued one Eric Temple. So Eric Temple is the owner <laughs> slash CEO slash operator of the Portland Vancouver Junction Railroad, PVJR. So we might be using that um, going forward and holds a lease with the county to operate on the Chalachi Prairie Railroad. So remember, the county owns it, but they lease it to Eric Temple. Just got to reiterate that because the shit gets confusing. So anyways, PVJR also owns at least one property adjacent to the rail line 
that we know of. Um, there are many articles that we reviewed where he indicates that he would make money off the rail if industrial activity could take place there. Just making sure to, like, obvious, that's obvious, but just wanted to cite that, like, he himself has said that, you know? Um, you know, so we don't get a cease and desist order on our fucking doorstep for, for our wild speculation and defamation of character or whatever the fuck. Anyways. Hey, you know what? Free speech. <laughs> yeah. Um, so while we cannot find any affiliation between him and Pioneer Industrial, the owner of the proposed batch plant property, we do know that he stood to gain from this arrangement because he's the rail operator. So we. So this railroad... Yes. Is the one that goes by the proposed site of the concrete batch plant. Exactly. The 33-mile stretch, um, that's the one that Knife River wanted to utilize to transport, presumably to transport from the rock quarries in Yakult and Amboy, right? Isn't he also affiliated with the rock quarries, or am I misremembering that? I have heard that, and I couldn't confirm it. Okay, if we can't confirm it, then that's not something we're going to tout as a fact. Yeah. It has been said. Or haven't confirmed it yet, hopefully. Yeah, like, yes. Yeah. Yes, it has been said, though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we, we also know that um, he sta- stands to gain from this um, arrangement because of his long-storied history he has of lobbying, influencing, intimidating, suing, filing <laughs> ethics complaints, heavily financing campaigns, and generally throwing his weight around, all in the interest of making sure industry can come in and use that very rail line. Um, <laughs> yeah, this dude's a piece of so work. So we might not get into like all the details. This goes, this goes back a while. But yeah, suffice it to say, this, this has been going on for years. Uh, he's been working toward this goal for years. So all of this is why Eric Temple placed serious heavy bets on the 2020 Clark County Council elections, specifically in the Karen Bowerman campaign. So thinking back to the timeline here, we've got Joe, Joe Turner, the hearing examiner. He denied Pioneer Industrial's request for the rail industrial zone change on August 6, 2020. So months earlier at the beginning of the year, PVJR files a lawsuit against the county and federal court, alleging Eric Temple was being retaliated against for speaking out against how the county was implementing a state law regarding the Chalachi Prairie Railroad. Um, according to Clark County Today, this law was lobbied for by PVJR. The county was also for it. Um, it was a very narrow law that was passed at the state level, and it's known as the Freight Rail Dependent Uses Amendment to the Growth Management Act. So it it basically says that, hey, if like a county owns a rail line and they can get some economic activity out of this rail line and it's near farmland, you can go ahead and do it under whatever conditions. So it's like very specifically mm. tailored to the situation we have at hand, <laughs> like, which is disturbing on many levels, like signed by Jay Inslee and like, yeah, lobbied for by Eric Temple and, you know, the That's county a, as well. Just a handy thing to have happen completely. Yeah, coincidentally. You know, actually we need an exception to that growth management act. Yeah. So, um, uh, it's uh, maybe important to note, friends of Clark County uh, and FutureWise um, both oppose this law. Sue Marshall was actually part of Friends of Clark County at that time and was involved in kind of speaking out against this whole thing. So anyways, 
Moving on. So as a result of the county figuring out how to implement that law and reviewing its dealings with Eric Temple, it came up that there was an issue with the lease PVJR held with the county. So the county sued to dispute the contract. So to not to try again to not like go off the rails into too much detail. Basically, the thing with the lease was that or the. It was very tilted in Eric Temple's favor. Like he got to use the rails rent free for the first like thousand cars. Um, So he didn't have to pay the county shit for any of that. Um, The more important part, though, is that like it was signed by like one guy, like the public works guy, but it wasn't signed by the county commissioners. They found no evidence that the county had like the county counselors had at the time, this was like back in 2004, I think that the lease agreement happened, but like it didn't have the proper signatures. It didn't have the proper approval as far as what they found. Oh, actually, it seems like friends of Clark County um, like brought it to the county's attention that like this lease was sketch as fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and yeah, so then the county sues uh, to dispute this contract, basically. So, of course, this is Eric Temple's style here. So he turns around and um, alleges that the county was retaliating against him by fraudulently, fr- by fraudulently disputing his contract with him. By fraudulently disputing his <laughs> fraudulent contract. <laughs> exactly. Dude, there is so much fucking proje- projection going on with this guy. It's insane. It's so funny, dude. He's like, he acts like he's the victim and everybody else is doing bribery and fraud, but not him. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fraudulently. <laughs> okay, so then Temple also filed a complaint in Skamania County. This this one is weird, very weird to me. He also files a complaint in Skamania County against Clark County, asking for a dec- declaratory judgment by that county on how Clark County what? should implement the state law what? that only applies to Clark County. What? Don't ask me why the fuck he's allowed to do that or why Skamania, a neighboring county, would have a say in the matter. I don't fucking get it. Maybe someone, some legal fucking person can, like, explain to me why that's normal, but... um, (laughs) Yeah, because all the railroad is in Clark County, as far as I understand. Yeah, so... Okay, so putting this all together. Let's put it together. During this year, 2020, an election year, the county and Temple are suing each other... (laughs) temple has filed a complaint against the county in a neighboring jurisdiction the implementation of the state law he wants is stalled and might not go the way he wants it and on top of it pioneer industrial has been denied the zone change that would have brought business to the chalachi prairie rail line um so i would say it's a bad year for eric temple but he's got another trick up his sleeve. He's, he's the underdog. <laughs> yeah. He's going to come back from this. He's, he's going to win the he's, big he's game. He's going to make a big comeback. Yeah, he really is. And by another trick of it up his sleeve, what we mean is money. He's got money. Oh. That's the trick he's got up his sleeve. Of course, right? Every good underdog story has a whole bunch of money. <laughs> yeah.